0: Monday, October 16th, welcome to another edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard Daily Podcast. We have more coverage of the war in Gaza. This past Wednesday, we all woke up to the story and headlines that 40 babies had been decapitated by Hamas. The story was untrue. It was a case of the mainstream media not doing its fact-checking duties, or a case of the mainstream media, in fact, helping Israel justify a policy of genocide in Gaza. Our first report is from the Middle East Eye News
1: website. Here's how unverified information can change the landscape of a war and paved the way for horrific outcomes. You've likely seen the headlines about 40 babies being beheaded by Hamas fighters in the Kafar Aza village in southern Israel. It's hard to miss, it's everywhere. It's been carried by a number of reputable news outlets, repeated on live TV by powerful political figures, and featured on the front cover of British newspapers. The only problem is, there's so far no proof to the story, but it hasn't stopped a spiraling and dizzying loop of hysteria from dominating the news cycle over the last few days. So how did it spread? And what is it being used to justify? This story was first reported by the Israeli news outlet I-24 on Tuesday. During an on-the-ground report in the kibbutz of Kfar Aza, An Israeli reporter first mentions the incident.
2: David, it's hard to even explain exactly just the mass casualties that happened right here. In fact, the Israeli military says they still don't have a clear number, but I'm talking to some of the soldiers and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities, uh, babies, their heads cut off. That's what they said.
1: Nicole Zedek later clarified that the claim came from one of the Israeli commanders she spoke to.
0: Uh, we walk door after door. We kill a lot of the terrorists. We are stronger than them. They are aggressive. They are very bad. They cut head of children, cut head of women. But we are stronger
1: than them. The claim was immediately picked up by other reporters. It was repeated on the front page of the Times newspaper by reporter Anshul Pfeffer, featuring in the headline in quote marks. But in the story itself, there are no quotes that back up the story. Instead, Pfeffer writes some soldiers said there were up to 40 babies' corpses found and that there were claims that some had their throats cut. But no one is named as having said the quote and the reporter, despite being on the ground as bodies were being excavated, doesn't claim to have seen this himself. It's also repeated on the front pages of The Independent Metro, The Telegraph and The Sun. All of them cite Nicole Zedek's report, but cannot verify it themselves. By Wednesday, questions around the accuracy of the story begin to surface, particularly after a report by Anadolu Agency cites the IDF saying they had not confirmed the allegations. A number of reporters who ran the story then begin to walk it back, saying they were simply repeating what they had heard from soldiers and from the I-24 story. By the evening, the story had changed again, with CNN announcing they had confirmed it with Israeli Prime Minister's office.
2: We have some really uh, disturbing new information yeah. uh, out of Israel. The Israeli Prime Minister's spokesman just confirmed babies and toddlers were found with their heads decapitated. Know. We had been hearing reports that this had happened, but now we are getting this confirmed
1: directly from the Israeli Prime Minister's office. But that seemed to have been picked up from an interview between Tal Heinrich, a spokesperson from Benjamin Netanyahu with LBC, where she cites the same source as the initial story. Soldiers on the ground.
0: When you listed
1: the unconscionable atrocities that took place in that kibbutz, you did say that babies had been decapitated. Can I take that as confirmation then? Because that currently is being reported as reported action, that has actually happened as it toddlers, toddlers, babies, I can tell you that they
2: uh, some of them, yeah, heads were cut off. This, this is what we're hearing from. Uh, I, I I, from soldiers on the ground, and yes, they cut off heads. They cut off heads.
1: Then on Wednesday evening, the US president repeated the claim during a live broadcast, saying he had seen the pictures himself.
0: I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading
1: children. I never thought I'd ever Anyway, that was picked up by almost every U.S. media outlet who ran the story as having finally been confirmed. Then the White House retracted the statement, telling media Biden and other U.S. officials have not seen pictures or confirmed such reports independently. The US President's remarks were based on media reports and claims made by Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu's spokesperson. An IDF spokesperson then tells Sky News Australia that the story has been verified and cites two sources who spoke to the media. I can tell you that it's been verified firsthand by a senior official in our coronary service. And there's a person, a senior person who was identified on record, I think he was on CBS News, personally testified to the fact that he indeed saw Uh, the heads of uh, severed uh, babies. Uh, And I know that the Israeli Prime Minister's office has also corroborated the news. I, of course, haven't seen the atrocity myself, but I think those two sources enough. But when Sky News interviewed two IDF spokespeople on the ground at Kefar Aza, neither of them mentions the claims, despite speaking in detail about the civilian deaths in the village. When Business Insider tried to press the IDF for proof, Spokesperson Major Nir Dinar responded, saying the IDF would not investigate the condition of the bodies. Quote, The war crimes that Hamas committed are obvious to the world and are seen in the world and I don't need to provide any proof of that and I'm not going to, Dinar said. It's disrespectful for the dead. When pressed further, he said the IDF were relying on testimonies from soldiers pointing to the same video originally aired by I-24 back to square one. Until today, no conclusive official statement has been released by Netanyahu's office, the IDF or the coroner's office shutting down the skepticism around the reports once and for all. It is a horrific circular debate unlikely to be resolved soon, but the conduct of the media must be scrutinized because there are real consequences. To be clear, all the reporting from the ground in places like Kafar Aza indicates hundreds of civilians were killed and the details are gruesome and hard to comprehend. However there is always a need for accuracy, specifically in times of war. What Hamas is accused of could potentially amount to war crimes, which means there is a procedure in place for collecting evidence, documenting eyewitness testimony and verifying each and every claim. When this isn't done, it feeds into a cycle of violent escalation, and in the worst times justifies the horrific collective punishment of civilians we are now witnessing in Gaza by Israel's army. A siege is appropriate, cutting off power, cutting off water.
2: I think that Israel does have that right. It is an ongoing situation. Do you think Um,
1: cutting off food, water, and electricity is within international law? I think that Israel has an absolute right to defend itself That's against not terrorism. I asked. It is an answer to the question you, that, that you've asked, and I think it's an appropriate one at this time. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. Which they know is going to result in a massive reprisal, in a right justified, completely supported by the West reprisal.
2: And we are unequivocally in support of the state of Israel. Um, as they deal with that threat, uh, and they have the absolute right to defend themselves.
1: It isn't about semantics, the minute details of what did or didn't happen. It's about how stories like this one are being used to silence the criticism of Israel's response in Gaza. The cutting off of water, electricity and food to more than 2 million people, the relentless and indiscriminate shelling of entire neighborhoods, infrastructure, border crossings, shelters, school. At least 20 families have been extinguished. Thousands more are farewelling each other and preparing to die, knowing there is no way out. This is what is happening right now. Whenever these realities are put to officials, they rebut them by citing the news reports, the ones that haven't been properly verified. But whose impacts have already dominated this war? Hundreds of Of, children have died. There's a blockade on fuel. We actually lost 1,200 people that murdered. We are living close to monsters, to inhuman people, and we are fighting for our home, and we will win. Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis. Israel's army has a history of strategic use of unconfirmed reports. In 2021, during the 10 day bombing raid of Gaza, a number of news organizations, including the New York Times, published a report of a ground invasion of Gaza by Israel, citing an IDF tweet. But that wasn't true. A few hours later, the IDF clarified it had been a miscommunication. But it wasn't. Israeli news reports later described it as a ruse by the IDF to trick Hamas into giving up their positions. And they knew that international media would amplify the statement. Last year, when veteran Palestinian reporter Shereen Aba was killed while covering an Israeli raid on the city of Jenin, IDF accounts published videos of Palestinian militants claiming that they had likely killed her. That report was picked up by international media. It was false. We investigated the incident and concluded along with other media outlets that Israeli snipers had killed her, something the IDF later conceded. In Bob Woodward's book Rage, the American journalist describes an incident from 2017 where Benjamin Netanyahu allegedly shows Donald Trump a video of the Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas ordering the killing of children. However, after the meeting, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson tells Trump he believes the video was doctored. Just this week, another instance of unverified footage being released and shared by government sources. The video claims to show a police interrogation of a Hamas militant admitting to the rape of women and children. On Wednesday, it was published and shared by multiple Israeli government accounts, including by a foreign ministry spokesperson. <laughs> Then, it was deleted, but not before it had spread like wildfire across social media. Despite this repeating pattern, many journalists continue to take information fed by Israeli soldiers as fact. And when these misleading reports become headlines, it allows Israeli officials to shut down public debate about its military protocols, especially those in clear breach of international law. This is how misinformation spreads in times of war. It is how armies and governments can seek to manipulate media to alter public perception. And when journalists don't fulfill their obligations to rigorously fact check claims before they publish them, it leads to disastrous consequences. Here's an example. In October 1990, a Kuwaiti teenager spoke before US Congress revealing a horrifying testimony that during Iraq's invasion of Kuwait, She had personally witnessed Iraqi soldiers taking babies out of incubators at hospitals and leaving them to die. The story became headline news. It was corroborated by Amnesty International. It was cited publicly by US President George HW Bush and used to rally Congress to support a military intervention against Iraq. The thing is, the story wasn't true. The teenager who spoke in Congress was later identified as Naira Al Sabah the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador, and that her story was written by a public relations campaign lobbying for military intervention. When the Gulf War did begin, the crippling sanctions imposed on Iraq and the military tactics of US and allied forces were defended by citing these and other reports that highlighted the barbarity of Iraqi soldiers. In February 1991, coalition forces bombed an Iraqi convoy that was retreating from Kuwait near the city of Al-Jahra. Hundreds of vehicles were destroyed with almost all of the occupants inside killed. For years, this strip of road was known as the Highway of Death. In the lead up to the second Gulf War, journalists repeated the same mistake, taking the US government's claims of weapons of mass destruction held in Iraq at face value, allowing them to be used as justification for the invasion and occupation of Iraq. Again, as we now know, There was never any evidence. But by the time the truth came to light, more than a million Iraqis were dead, more than five million children orphaned, and an entire region permanently destabilized. Headlines matter. And in war, the battle over headlines is a fight to control the narrative. Journalists must always hold their head above the fray. It is our job to distinguish fact from fiction. Because the words we publish matter. And their impacts cannot simply be retracted. This week is a perfect example of what happens when journalism fails.
0: Here's more from journalist Kim Iverson.
2: It is unclear if Joe Biden has lost his mind more than we've already suspected, or if his party is just so bought off by the military-industrial complex that they'll say anything, including having the sitting president of the United States blatantly lie to the American people just to get us riled up for endless war. I suspect it's a little bit of both. But yesterday, Joe Biden stood at the pulpit and claimed that he saw evidence of the Palestinian of Hamas uh, beheading babies, of beheaded babies. Watch this.
0: I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever, anyway, I, uh, but there are countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations, trying to be of some help. So, uh, anyway.
2: Okay, so the White House actually had to come out and clarify this when Joe Biden said, I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see or have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. So it does sound like he maybe corrected himself a little bit when he was talking because he said, I never really thought that I would see. And then he says, have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children children a white house spokesperson later clarified this is according to the washington post that u.s officials and the president have not seen pictures or confirmed such reports independently the president based his comments about the alleged atrocities on the claims from netanyahu's spokesman and media reports from israel according to the white house Um, also in response to questions from the post an israeli defense forces spokesperson declined to comment On the state of victims bodies so there's been a lot of uh, back and forth on this issue on whether or not this claim of 40 beheaded babies exists which is absolutely atrocious the thought of hamas going around and beheading babies is so heart-wrenching and horrible that it does drive a population to want to seek some sort of war against Hamas. And that is exactly the point of making making such claim. However, there have been no corroborated reports of this actually being true. There have been just statements that have been made that have alluded to it, but there's been no evidence whatsoever. And in fact, many of the statements have been retracted. The Jerusalem Post, which is, a very right-wing uh, outlet in Israel says that they do exist. They said photos of babies being burnt and decapitated confirmed. They claim that the photos were shown to U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken during his visit to Israel on Thursday. The Jerusalem Post can now confirm, based on verified photos of the bodies, that the reports of babies being burnt and decapitated in Hamas's assault on Kafar Azza are correct. May their memory be a blessing. The photos were shown to U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken during his visit to Israel on Thursday by the public diplomacy directorate in the prime minister's office. Later in the day, the photos were published by the prime minister's office on Twitter. The photos are graphic and have a content warning covering them until a button reading show is pressed. I was not able to find that myself when I went through Netanyahu's Twitter or X um, feed. I could not find that myself. However. There have been numerous outlets now that claim it is still just not true um that even what netanyahu showed did not indicate that there was any decapitated babies even if netanyahu is saying that out of his mouth and we're going to get to why netanyahu would lie about something like this because his time is coming to a very close end in israel the people are fed up with netanyahu and he is a uh he he will not be prime minister of that country for much longer. And he's just doing and saying whatever he can to save his skin. He knows that if he's in a war, in a prolonged battle, that this actually pushes the day, the doomsday for him and his prime ministership, this actually pushes it further down the line. And that is what he's hoping for. So he's trying to rile us up, trying to keep the conflict going. But uh, NBC, CNN, no one can actually, I mean, these are mainstream outlets. They cannot verify this. Here's NBC, They say unverified reports of 40 babies beheaded in Israel Hamas war inflamed social media. This was just today. They say no photo evidence has been made public as of Thursday morning, corroborating claims that babies had been beheaded. Israel has published photos of dead infants after the terror attack, which is horrible enough in and of itself. It is absolutely horrible that in these attacks, Uh, children, women, elderly, babies are being, uh, are, are caught in the mix in this, civilians suffering in war always, and it's atrocious. But it isn't Hamas going around and beheading babies. That has a different level of atrocity connected to it. They say photos have been published by Hamas showing beheaded soldiers and the ex account belonging to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu posted pictures on Thursday of babies killed and burnt by Hamas. No photo evidence has been made public as of Thursday morning corroborating claims that babies had been beheaded. CNN also cannot confirm this. They say um, CNN has poured through hundreds of hours of media posted online attempting to corroborate accounts of atrocities committed by Hamas. In one video, which CNN determined to be authentic but has not been able to geolocate, an assailant attacks an injured man with a garden tool in an attempt to behead him. But CNN has not seen anything that would appear to confirm the claims of decapitated children. CNN goes on to say um, that they also visited the ransacked ruins of Kafar Azza on Tuesday and saw no evidence of beheaded, beheaded youths. Israeli officials have not released any photographs of the incident either. So we're still, you know, they're throwing this claim out there. A lot of people are incensed by it, of course. And I'm actually seeing a lot of otherwise, I feel like journalists who do due diligence. I feel like there's a lot of, um, a lot of journalists I know that that even counter the mainstream media and they're still you know, they're the ones that are they don't buy stuff as quickly yet they're buying this story even though they have not seen an ounce of evidence with their own eyes and we always have to find the evidence first these claims i mean there it's it's believable i get it, it's believable to believe that hamas would do something atrocious like this they have gone and attacked women and children and people civilians i mean we've seen that we've seen the evidence of that so it isn't a big leap to believe that they then go around beheading children, but we're not seeing the evidence of that. And at this point, that is not true. And the point of saying something like that is to rile us up to the point of there is no hope for these people. They all must just be bombed and eradicated. And that's kind of that's where they want us to get with this emotionally rather than trying to have a level head. It's very difficult to have a level head when it comes to war because war is atrocious. Civilians are being killed. Children are being killed. It's horrible on both sides. Children are being killed on both sides. And we cannot ignore that, that Palestinian children who are just as innocent and whose lives matter just as much as Israeli children are also being killed. War is atrocious. So where did this whole thing come from? We've covered this before, but Zone has done some excellent deep reporting on this, and they have identified the key source of where this claim came from. They say we have identified a key source of the dubious claim that Palestinian militants beheaded Israeli babies. He is David Ben Zion, an Israeli soldier and extremist settler leader who incited violent riots by calling to wipe out Palestinians earlier this year. So that was the source of the claim. Uh, this was then heard by a reporter. A reporter then regurgitated this claim from this very biased, has an agenda, Israeli Zionist soldier. And that claim then has just wildly circulated along social media. And not just social media, the President of the United States, the President of the United States is repeating this. And how many of the people that heard Joe Biden say this at the pulpit that he had seen evidence of babies being decapitated, how many people have heard that, but they're not watching this show to find out the truth? They're not reading the Washington Post that says, actually, that's not true, or CNN or NBC or any of the outlets that are saying, actually, it's not true. You've just got a lot of people hearing this and they're now believing this and they're thinking there is absolutely no hope. Hamas needs to be wiped off the face of the planet. Hamas has issued a statement. They have said that this is false. Uh, This comes from Rania Khaliq's tweet. She says, statement from Hamas against Western media lies. Quote, the Palestinian resistance does not target children and Western media outlets must ensure accuracy and not blindly side with the Zionist narrative filled with lies and slanders. I mean, look, maybe they're not targeting children, just like I'm not sure if Israelis are targeting children but children are dying and it's because they are indiscriminately going after um, wherever it is they're going after and that is both sides are doing that we're going to cover that today how the israelis have bombed schools and how can you not think children would be in a school if you're targeting a school so it does lead me to think you know maybe you're not you know maybe your target was you say well one of the teachers was like a leader of Hamas or something so maybe the target wasn't the children but the children are there and and you know they're going to be killed and that would be the same for Hamas i mean look if you're going into villages and the, and you're going door to door and you know there's families in these houses and you know there are children in these houses i don't care if you were targeting them or not they're dead And that is not okay. It is not okay for any of these civilians on either side to be massacred in this way. It's horrific. So here's what Hamas has to say. They said, in the name of Allah, the most gracious and most merciful, the Palestinian resistance does not target children, and Western media outlets must ensure accuracy and not blindly side with the Zionist narrative filled with lies and slanders. We in the Islamic resistance movement, Hamas, firmly deny the fabricated allegations promoted by some Western media outlets, which unprofessionally adopt the Zionist narrative full of lies and slanders against our Palestinian people and their resistance. The latest of these was the claim of killing children, beheading them, and targeting civilians. We consider this adoption and bias towards the Zionist narrative without verification as nothing but a media downfall in an attempt to cover up the crimes of the occupation and its massacres committed day and night in Gaza. These actions amount to um, these actions amount to war crimes and genocide by targeting civilians cutting off electricity, water, food and medical supplies. The Palestinian resistance and al Qassam brigades targeted the Zionist military and security system in the Al-Aqsa storm battle, which are legitimate targets. At the same time, they aimed to avoid civilians. Many field video clips witnessed this and many settlers spoke about it with documented testimonies through the media. The biased Western media outlets, which favor the Zionist narrative, failed to mention the extent of Zionist crimin- criminality against our people in the Gaza Strip, which completely wiped out entire neighborhoods bombed residential buildings over the heads of their residents leading to the killings of 950 Palestinian civilians so far including 260 children and 230 women all killed without prior warning so they are you know there's definitely some truth that they're talking about how much of the media does ignore what happens to the Palestinians and then completely amplifies more so what's going on with the Israelis um Understandably so in a situation like this, when there is just this sudden attack on the Israelis, this sudden you know terror on raining down on them, of course everyone's going to be horrified in the world, and they're going to be covering that, and they're going to be thinking, you know, oh my gosh, look what's going on with the Israelis. The Israeli response, however, is really extreme to the point where the world is now starting to tell Israel to back off, and we're going to get into that a bit, but um what we do know though is again we do have verifiable evidence that though again Hamas can claim that they weren't targeting civilians or women or children but we have verifiable evidence that that's not true we have people who have been killed women and children and elderly they're dead and you can't discount that That, that's real that happened they went around to these villages and these people are dead now the their their side of it and we will get to the israeli side of things here as well um, and kind of unravel some of the uh, some you know we're hearing about a lot of atrocities of a variety of things we're going to try to get down to the bottom of it and the truth of it but from their perspective you have to remember that every israeli nearly every israeli serves in the idf so when you see a music festival for example and it's a bunch of young israelis who are in civilian clothing from a Palestinian perspective, those are just IDF soldiers in civilian clothing, and they may be accurate in that assessment. Many young people, it's conscripted service in Israel, so they are required to serve in the IDF from the time that they're you know, 18 or 19 or 20 years old, these young people are required to serve. So, of course, if you see a young Israeli, even though they're in civilian clothing, that translates to yeah that's just an idea of soldier who's terrorizing us in civilian clothing for this moment but they're still an idea of soldier and that makes them a legitimate target that is often their way of thinking you have to remember that gaza has been under siege for 17 years the hamas fighters are probably in their early 20s many of them 18 19 20 21 22 right they're in that age group where all they've ever known is growing up under siege in Gaza. That's the only thing they've ever known. All they've ever known from the time they were young or even born is that the IDF would sit on a perch and shoot their eyes out or blow off their arms. That's what they grew up with, with the terror of IDF soldiers. They perch themselves up. We get to the wall on Friday nights, these, these young kids in Gaza would go to the wall and they would protest and a lot, a vast majority peaceful protests. Of course, there's always a bad actor that might do a thing or two, but by and large, these are just kids, and they're just protesting peacefully at the, at the wall. And Israeli soldiers would, stand, would, would perch up, and they would literally shoot these kids' eyes out. They would maim them. They would shoot off their arms. So these kids are growing up in Gaza, and the only thing they know is that IDF soldiers have—every last one of them knows somebody who's been maimed or killed by an IDF soldier. That is what they know growing up and they've never known anything else except the terror of this now the older palestinians when you go over there and you talk to the older generation the people in their 60s they would say i remember a time when we lived near you know we were we were friendly with the israelis and jews and muslims and palestinians and israelis and we would get together and we were friends and we worked together we went to school together we lived near each other and we had this moment of peace they remember that but the young generation doesn't have any of that at all. They they don't have any memory of this. It never happened for them. All they've ever known is being under siege, behind a wall, and being targeted. So they've built up a ton of anger. And when they look at any Israeli, they view them all as soldiers. They know they're all serving in the IDF, so that's how they view them. Again, we're going to get to the Israeli side of things as well on certain narratives that are being pushed. We're going to get to the truth of that. But I just want to explain from their perspective, what they're, how, why, they're, you know, why they would target civilians. In our mind, we're thinking, how dare you target civilians? In their mind, they're thinking they're not civilians, they're all IDF soldiers, either past or present IDF soldiers. That doesn't, ex- children clearly are not, children are not IDF soldiers, they're children. And this is why so many of us condemn the indiscriminate killing of civilians, it is not okay, it's terrible um for a while there wikipedia actually had the entry when you actually go to this event that happened uh the kafir azar massacre they actually wrote in this that uh, they, they 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 wrote this story in here as if it was true they have since corrected it and now it's under allegations even though it has not been verified in any way shape or form but they said um so they, they mentioned that, the 40, that, that this was a claim, that 40 children had been discovered beheaded. However, they went on to say that the IDF stated to Business Insider that they would not investigate the allegation further. So there's been no evidence of this. They have not been able to find or corroborate that this event happened at all. There've been some wild claims that have been made, but no evidence. And now the IDF is saying that they're not going to investigate the allegation any further. They're citing that it would be, get this, Rather than just saying, there's no point, we don't have any evidence, so there's just no point in going on this trail anymore, they say, no, we're not going to investigate because it would be disrespectful for the dead to do so, um, which makes no sense. It seems to me that it would be, in fact, giving, um, you, would, uh, you would be doing them justice, right, if you would get to the bottom of this. But there's, they just don't want to investigate it because they would rather the claim circulate around and people believe it than to have to say it's not true. Now, the goal is obviously to inflame us into action, to get us into a war, to rile us up. Now, why would they want to do this? We all know why the military industrial complex would want to do this. There's a lot of money in endless war. They love it. People are exhausting with the Ukraine war. People are not wanting to support that war anymore. So they're now pivoting and they're thinking, this is a great one. People are more, they have more affinity towards the Jewish people, towards Israel. So maybe they'll be more supportive. And they're right. They're right. Because you've got a bunch of Republicans who have been very much against continued endless funding for the war in Ukraine. Now, those very same people who are saying, America first, we need the money here, suddenly they're saying, wait a minute, we've got to do everything we can to help Israel. Give the money to Israel. Give the money to Israel. So it worked. You know, the goal, it worked.
0: So, President Joe Biden lied in public about seeing 40 decapitated babies. It seems morally right to me that President Joe Biden should now apologize in public for lying. And that's it for this edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard Daily podcast. I'm Kent Garrett. You can find our podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Our podcasts also stream on wioxradio.org every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time.